Hey everybody, this is the last of our bonus episodes for this little section of the show. Uh, we should be back next week, if everything goes to plan, with a new season of Escape This Podcast. There will be an actual proper escape room again next week. So this is the final one of these bonus episodes, and so I thought rather than try and make something new, we would show off something that I think a few of you have not listened to. So this is an episode, I'm not actually going to be involved, this is the last time you'll hear me this week, uh, this is an episode of a different podcast that Danny was a guest on. Uh, the podcast is called Block Blunders. We mentioned it when Danny was on, but I think it's nice for people who didn't go and check it out then to be able to hear it here. It's a very fun episode in which Danny tries to guess the plot of a movie she's never seen. In this case, Terminator. Uh, she does very well. It's really fun. The podcast was created by my brother, Pat, who you'll know from other episodes, uh, as well as a friend of his who's a comedian called Barry Walsh. It's a great show. I did the music as well. If you like the theme song, oh, that was all me, baby. Look, it's a very fun show, and this is a very fun episode. I will say there is one difference in this show compared to uh, ours, which is it's not really a family show as much. It's not vulgar or terrible, but there'll be a few bits in there that are not really appropriate for kids, I'm sure. So that's the only difference. If you usually listen to these episodes with your kids, eh, this one's probably not appropriate. But it is a very good show, very fun, and I hope you go and check it out. And if you enjoy it, go and check out the rest of the catalogue. It's a really great podcast. All right, here it is, Danny trying to describe the plot of The Terminator. Hello, welcome to joining us for Block Blunders. <laughs> Hello, welcome to joining us for Block Blunders, that intro that we always do. Thank you. Hello, this is Block Blunders. Uh, this is a comedy podcast where we guess the plot of movies we haven't seen and we make some terrible fan fiction uh, in the meantime. We have a very special guest for this episode. It is Escape Room Extraordinaire host... Uh, of the very, very popular Escape This Podcast podcast, a massive podcast for all Escape Room fans. And incidentally, my own sister-in-law, yeah. Danny Siller, is with us. Hello, Danny. And let's not forget to mention fan fiction sage. Yes, well That versed. is true. A, a titan of the world of fan fiction. Well, it's, it's almost, it's like fan fiction, but it's not because it's, there's no premise for the, like usually a fan fiction is a fan of the series, right? <laughs> yes, true. It's anti-fan fiction. I remember I had some time back in high school where I read some bad Star Wars fan fiction and at this point I hadn't seen any of the original Star Wars. <laughs> and I went, you know what? I reckon with the level of knowledge that this story has given me, I could do better. Yeah. <laughs> so, not the first time. Do you consider yourself a, a film head? I consider you more of a literature head. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> fancy. Um, yet not exceptionally. And yeah. the reason for that is because I am terrified of everything and I have existential crises very easily, which means nowadays it has to be lighthearted comedies. Right. I can't watch many serious movies. Oh my God, I'm, I'm very so similar, yeah. honestly. I, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, why right. I'm the one person who's not into true crime. Yeah. See, in my mind, if a... Uh, 
if a piece of media goes through something that could be that could actually happen and could just you know be mm. awful for humanity, I just think, well, now that it's happened in a fictional thing, now it's fiction and it can never be true. <laughs> oh, you know, it's like tomorrow when uh, no, I was going to say tomorrow when the war began. <laughs> We're not going to go to war with, with China tomorrow. No, just um, like nineteen fourteen. <laughs> yeah, uh, what I mean is the day after tomorrow. It's like climate change now. I know will never occur because it's happened in a fictional oh, movie, yeah. so it can't be true. There's a whole uh, side of politics that would agree with you there exactly yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i hope it's my side um, and it was the, but that's why the only movie that chills me to my core is the movie stranger than fiction because right there in the title <laughs> i know that uh, uh will ferrell could actually uh fall in love with a woman and then be a book character oh it's been a while since i've seen it well but, you know for a fact that i've not seen it so yes that is true barry's <laughs> seen assume, no films yeah i've seen only five <laughs> ratatouille is one of them <laughs> But um, before we get on to, and I'm, I'm, I'm building the suspense for what the film we're talking about today is. Yeah, you know, don't read the title. Thing. Don't read yes, the title yes, of don't the Don't look at the title. Yeah, <laughs> close your eyes. Just make the title Ratatouille Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> do you run into this thing a lot where you have a lot, is, do you have a lot of films where people are like, what, you haven't seen this? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I have cool. a lot of classics. Yeah. There, yeah. there were many choices that I could have gone with and it was just picking which one, you know, you have that right level of knowledge. You've seen enough Simpsons episodes to know where. <laughs> References work Literally, for yes, yes, exactly. That's the that's exactly the point of the podcast. Yes, it. well, we've been we've already worked through quite a few films where our entire basis was the Simpsons parody, ET, <laughs> of course, e. Nightmare on Elm Nightmare Street. Street. Yeah. I, th- I I legitimately thought that that, was um, awesome. that Freddy Krueger was a groundskeeper. Yeah, and it wasn't yeah, until yeah. I sat down to write out the plot that I was like, oh wait, maybe that's just because <laughs> it's Willie. That's just casting uh, on I, the Simpsons. And I hundred percent thought that his knife gloves were a real gardening yeah. tool. Yeah. because of uh, 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 Flanders doing it. So, hey guys, not to rehash. But without any check further ado, yeah, check episode. out the Nightmare And actually, you know One what? of the few movies I have seen because I saw that when I was a teenager before the existential crisis fully kicked in. <laughs> but that, do you reckon that one would trigger an existential crisis? Because that's like... Does. Oh my God, how are you ever sleeping again watching Nightmare on Elm Street? But I mean, that's that's not a like burnt pervert is going to appear in my dreams and start to Happens in me. mine. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what I do you forget dream that. About? Yeah, what are your dreams? Oh, I just dream about good things and lollipops. All my, all my dream perverts are pink and fleshy, and I thank God every day for that. I dreamed last night that I was connected to a bunch of puppies via an umbilical cord that was in knots, Whoa. so it couldn't be undone. <laughs> interpret that. And don't read into that anything about your marriage to my brother. Um, <laughs> that's like having an umbilical cord connected to puppies that you can't. Connected to puppies? Is that good? Is it bad? <laughs> um, well, without in the, in the perfect segue in a in a Speaking pod of first, yeah, um, in a pod first, Danny, I'll get you to announce uh, the film that you're talking about today. Uh, I'll get you to say the title after my musical intro. Yes, please. Dun 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 dun. The Terminator. Oh, Does he say it like that? Does that ever happen? Does the word Terminator get said in the movie? Yeah, I, we cannot give it yeah, away. I'm sorry. We have a non-disclosure we, agreement until you finish the uh, plot. The thing you've got to know about us, Danny, is that Barry and I are the opposite of the Red Hot Chili Peppers in that we will never <laughs> give it away, give it away, give it away now. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking stupid. So, I love it. So, uh, The Terminator, an 80s classic, uh, so much... Of it is extraordinarily iconic, but yeah. what do you know yourself, Danny, about the Terminator? Coming into this, what did you have to work with? I feel I felt like I was coming in with a good deal of confidence. Nice. I, I, I could start off with a decent amount of world <laughs> premise. I know that it is set in a 
present at the time. <laughs> yes. There is a future that exists in the future. Mm-hmm. It is run by a computer called Skynet, which is evil for reasons. Yep. Yes. I know that a robot comes back to kill a child who might be called John Connor, mm-hmm. uh-huh. who is going to grow up to kill Skynet. Yep. I know that there is something about the ending being like a recursive future loop. Like, oh, but if he didn't come back, then how could the future have happened? <laughs> it's always messy. Anytime time travel stuff is always messy. As far as other references go, I know uh, he is naked at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, who's he? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, yes. Yeah, I know that he is in it. Yeah. <laughs> that would be an incredible get if we got a guest who had no idea that Arnold, who oh, knew who Arnold Schwarzenegger real... was, yeah. but didn't know uh, he was in the Terminator. I know that someone dies while giving a thumbs up, uh-huh. but I have only seen the arm, so I don't know who it is. <laughs> so close, so close. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I know quotes, I'll be back, hasta la vista, baby, uh-huh. and come with me if you want to live. Nice. Awesome. I know um, most recently uh, Simpsons shitposting memes uh-huh. have had a template that is about a phone call to someone's foster parents. and oh, they that's might... an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I know exactly know... what you mean. I don't. Oh. Far, far from The Simpsons, uh, there is there was a show that I think in America was called Cursed and here was called The Weber Show in which there is a female character. Yeah. She is about to take her first yoga class yeah. and she says... I don't know if you've seen Terminator 2, but can I please have Linda Hamilton arms as her goal? Nice. Now, of course, you'll have to immediately discard that knowledge because it's for Terminator 2. Yeah. Well, this is my big yes, problem. Yeah, yeah. I know the Terminator series faintly exists. I don't have a clue what's Terminator 1 and what's Terminator 2. So if I skip anything or something just didn't fit, I just went, that must have been the sequel. It doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. yeah. We've, we've run into that strategy a few times here because there are genuinely <laughs> a few films. One of them is, of course, The Godfather. Yeah. One of them is Terminator. Another one is genuinely Austin Powers 1 and 2. Where, <laughs> where but the, the first two films in the series have all these iconic, iconic moments. Yeah. And, pe- and so many people think that moments from the first one are actually in the second one and vice versa. Advice, yeah. Like, for example, to say that um, to, to, to use Austin Powers as an example, because I don't want to use Terminator, ones. that, um, like, say, Mini-Me is yep. not in the first yeah. Austin Powers. Yeah. You know. Uh, Fat and Bastard it, as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. It's ridiculous. Um, and there's so many things that you think, and I think Terminator, again, is an absolute example of this. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where that shakes Especially out. Especially having just watched it, like, like massively mm. with this movie, because yeah, they, yeah, like, yeah. call back their own movie. Like, yeah, anyway. yeah. Oh, for, for, for context for the listener, me and Barry, um, just before this, uh, we both wanted a refresher on Terminator 1. So just before this recording, we were in a boardroom <laughs> yeah. uh, watching it on the big screen, <laughs> which feels great. It feels like I'm a like executive in like a <laughs> yeah. Paul Verhoeven Robocop movie or something where I'm just sitting here in a boardroom You're going to pause watching. it and get your laser pointer. Yeah. <laughs> we had a very exactly. serious meeting about the Terminator and how to go about yeah, this episode. We planned out every fantastic. every joke. Uh, <laughs> So, um, when you were when you were sitting down to to write your and uh, credit to someone with a, a wide successful history in fan fiction, I see you've got your notes here in front of oh, us, which naturally. we're very excited to, to get into. <laughs> yeah, a DM yeah. at heart, no, it always comes prepared. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Wait, do other people do this without notes in uh, front of them? You're I one could, of two. I could go through this word for word and I would still be terrified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I, all I can say is Jenny Chan came into the recording studio <laughs> for June with nothing but a twink and a worm. <laughs> and God help her, she came up with a great film. So, uh, But but we love having... A, 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 so when you were um, sitting down to write this plot, did you give yourself... Did you look at a cast list? Did you give yourself any I clues? I did. I know the rules of this show allow <laughs> yes. cast lists. And unfortunately, that destroyed a lot of my hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I opened it up. There's no son of the Terminator in this cast <laughs> list. <laughs> really? Can, can I, what were some of the uh, things that got cut off at the ankles? Well, of the... the biggest one was there was no John Connor. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that. I mean, we all completely ignore mm. a few characters. Uh, and sometimes we focus too hard on Yosemite Sam. Who knows? <laughs> oh, so I noticed... Most of the main characters, we just got their name. We didn't get any titles, no mm -hmm. careers, so <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> but then after that, the subcast started being lots of police, some punks, some Mexican boys, a lot of people who used phone booths. Mm. And, uh, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense having just seen the movie. That's very interesting. <laughs> there and are a lot of people I, using I liked, booths. my favourite was Dancer Shot by the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm John Dancer Shot by the Terminator. Not to be confused with Dancer Who Gets Shot. <laughs> 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 this is where Danny's surprised by a subplot where the Terminator serves as a fashion photographer for a, <laughs> for a brief period in the film. Um, no, I, well, the I'm very excited to... <laughs> and I'm spent. Uh, I'm very excited to, to, to get into this. I yeah. think without any further ado, we need to do it. So, Barry, uh, the, Barry the human jukebox Walsh. Yeah, here we go. Can you start us off? I've got a good one for this one, Ray. You should keep that going while I do my opening <laughs> credits. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, here we go. I'll Barry, go yeah, I'm going to turn down. you down. I'm going to turn you down. So the opening credits are going to show up. We get a film by James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then when it starts going through the more normal people's names and the actual crew, what we're going to see is like a computer overlay of a targeting system oh. zooming in on various cities, then zooming in closer until it gets all the way up to the citizen level and it's identifying them. And then it goes back and it's going around and it's searching for citizens. Lots of we've, we've already had, we've already never had this level of detail before. And I love it. This is great. I can always, I'm seeing like the, the end credits in Smash Brothers 64 when you're trying to shoot. This is awesome. This oh, yeah, is great. Yeah, yeah. I've got post credits. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. All right, go on. <laughs> And so by the very end, it decides that uh, Linda Hamilton is going to be the last one that it shows in a complete turnaround from most cast things. Nice, nice. So she's going to be the last one and it's going to lock in on her. Then the computer overlay is going to fade and we're going to see her and she's going to be working her menial job. So Linda Hamilton, actress, yes. Sarah Connor, character. Yes, yes. yes. We're, we're, we're very happy with the interchanging of those things. We don't believe in character <laughs> names. <laughs> she's, uh, what's a job that women were allowed to have in the 80s? Think, yes. uh, in, yeah. in movies in the 80s, of course. <laughs> so. I, I think you know exactly which job this is. <laughs> this one, is one of the classics, we'll say that. Yeah. It's menial. She's just on a telephone in a nondescript office of oh, some nice. sort. Nice, classic switchboard stuff. Yeah. She's chatting to her best friend, whose name is Traxler, which I now realise <laughs> saying it out loud is a wildly evil name. <laughs> this is a insectoid alien person. This is well, not that she knows. <laughs> I did notice an awful lot of the names did sound just a hint evil. Do you mind if I bring my friend Traxler? He's uh, he's actually kind of cool. He's I hope you've got a lot of sugar water for him <laughs> to enjoy. So she's chatting to him just about complaining about the day, oh, being really annoyed that she has to. work 
work on a Saturday. And mm. the, not only that, oh, you've, you've <laughs> got to switch the clocks over for daylight saving. Everyone hates that. Yeah, Normal yeah. stuff. And then she gets interrupted by Ginger from IT, who <laughs> says, hey, you're going to come out for drinks tonight? And she hangs up the phone in the classic American way of not saying goodbye yes. whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> and then we see her going out for drinks with her friends who all work in the IT department at this company, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they have one of these nice conversations over drinks that's totally not foreshadowing, where they're, <laughs> they're really excited about the cool things that are going on in computer programming oh, these love days. This. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oh, which should we invest in? Macintosh or... <laughs> <laughs> But Sarah, she's just a phone girl, so she's just sort of nodding Mm. along. She doesn't really get all of their amazing future tech talk. (laughs) She goes to the bar. She's got to get the next round. And uh, while she's there... God, she's on menial pay. She's on low wages. She's around. And then, yeah, everyone's going to make her pay her for a whole round for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're these kinds of, you know... 80s friends. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, They're bullies. The 80s <laughs> were they knew full each other in bullies. high school when she yeah. had to latch onto them and couldn't let go. Don't worry, we've done the we, breakfast yeah. club. We know we know this speed. We yeah, know, yeah, a bunch of poor people, let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> Switchblades all the time. <laughs> and while she's at the bar, she's waiting for her drinks, and suddenly this dude appears next to her. And we also have to keep in mind that when I was looking at the IMDb page, a lot mm-hmm. of the photos are you know, current photos. So I have no idea how old <laughs> anyone was yeah, when yeah, they right. were in yeah, this yeah. movie. Yeah. So there's this dude who is around her age <laughs> who appears next to her. He turns around. Oh, he's very good looking. He seems very charming. Uh, maybe she spills one of the drinks and it hits his knee and he has to dab it up and she apologizes. He's very nice and charming. And his name is Kyle Reese. Oh, okay. So they do that classic 80s thing where she dabs it and it's like awkwardly close to his penis and he's like, oh, okay, this ain't that bad. So, wait, <laughs> that, wait, hold on. Is that an 80s thing? <laughs> what, what are you talking is about? That thing? Like, hey, this is a comedy <laughs> thing maybe more. They like <laughs> stupid movies where they spill it on his face and then she's like dabbing it and he's like, hold on, that's a bit close. Now, to my understanding, that's the entirety of Boogie Nights. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not crazy. Yes, but his pe- what you have to know about Boogie Nights is that Marky Mark's penis in that movie is so big, you could be tapping on the shoulder and he'd still be like bumping <laughs> into his penis. Watch out there, you can get close. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that's not a thing. Uh, I, mean, I don't I'm, think no? so. Okay. No. That just happens to me on the <laughs> Name way. me a single example. Uh, 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 actually, you know what? Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Kyle Reese was another one of these ones where I looked at the name and went, all right, that guy's going to turn out to be shifty in some way later, but mm-hmm. maybe much later. I, I, I think in movies I don't trust people named Kyle. Well, also you've got Reese, which was always the annoying brother from Malcolm Ugh, in the Middle. So. Yeah, Kyle right. and Reese are names that you shouldn't trust. Absolutely. I apologise for my discrimination, Kyles and Reeses. <laughs> I don't think any Kyles or Reese listen to the podcast. It's fine. And, and if they do, <laughs> if they do, stop. We don't yeah, worry. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. A few sparks fly, maybe a name gets exchanged, but that's it. In fact, she looks at her... Oh God, did they have? Did they all wear watches in the eighties? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, so. I think. I, th- I think they all had pocket watches in the eighties. <laughs> yes, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what else was your waistcoat pocket? She for? put on her monocle so she That's could right. be a pocket watch. There we go. We know exactly where this is set. <laughs> like, what's the point of checking my watch? I'm indoors. Yeah. The sun can't shine a light on my sundial. Anyway, my carriage is here. <laughs> so she checks her watch and she realizes, oh my God, it's gotten really late. Uh, sorry, guys. I have somewhere that I have to be. Uh, it's a, uh, she just goes up to a friend and says, sorry, it's a late night. Got to get to bed for Sunday morning duties, I guess. <laughs> and she shuffles off. And that's all we see of her for the moment because we do a swap over, a big cut 
to the Mexican border. Ooh. I'm oh. assuming that this entire movie now must take place in like New Mexico or something like that. So yeah, right. Yeah. We're going with that. So we see, let's just not mince words, some children doing some drug smuggling over the Mexican border. <laughs> yeah, look, there's the Addis. And uh, they take these drugs over to a shifty dude with a truck. Shifty dude with a truck then goes on his route along and he takes it to a bikey gang. These are our punks. <laughs> oh, okay. This yeah. is just a trip with many stages. Yeah. You've really got to get as far away from the source as possible. It's like money laundering. And <laughs> eventually these bikies, I don't know why there are so many of them, but they do their little journey to a shady alley where Sarah Connor is going to meet them because she oh is my God. She's this poor. And I needed a way to get the police to be significant. Okay, okay. So I figured she's got some hang-ups about police. So she's poor. she's doing this very reluctantly. Maybe she had an ex who left her in horrible debt or something like that. Mm. Just something has gone terribly wrong. Her only chat with these punks as they give her the drugs is to make some snide remarks about how she's totally better than them. She doesn't like low life like that. <laughs> That's great. She completes the drug run. She goes back to her home. And as she does so, she changes her watch. She changes her home clock because daylight saving has just hit. <laughs> I'm so intrigued as to how daylight savings is going to play into this. It's being set. I, I'm no fool. It's being set up for something, but I literally cannot imagine. It's not what. long form. You can find out right now. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, she goes to bed. We're done with her. We go back to the alley where mm. she met with the punks. Yeah. A mysterious portal opens up and a laser beam fires out of it straight into a wall. What style of portal are we talking here? Is this a crackly blue portal? This is a, a zip in the air. Oh, we see it, ooh, we hear it that's, everything. That's the best type of portal. Yep. That's a great type. <laughs> Very easy to close again Yes, as well. yeah, exactly. So this alley is now totally, em- it seems totally empty. This laser beam just hit the wall. Everything is quiet for a moment. And then naked Arnold Schwarzenegger walks out. Naked except for a watch that is built into his <laughs> robot arm. Oh, nice. <laughs> he checks his watch. Daylight saving didn't exist in the future. Of course. He got the timing wrong. He wanted to shoot right at her when she did the drug run. Of course. (laughs) It's all dark in the future. What do you call it? Nuclear winter. There's no point in having daylight saving. And, well, like, the robots kind of don't need the extra hour, right? And also, topical America is in the middle of dismantling daylight saving time. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's the first step. I figured it is always a problem in time travel movies. Someone time travels back from the future. They always seem to pick a slightly odd moment to return to. They have all of the control, but they don't (laughs) pick an opportune moment. So I figured there has to be a really good reason why he got this wrong. If you pick it, if you can just, boom, time and Sarah Connor's taken a dump. You've, you've exactly. she's exactly where you need her to be. It's the easiest assassination. Well, now ever. with as much like uh, tracking and like video footage they have of everyone, like you could definitely hook that up way easier. That's these very days. true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah you'd probably... be able to get me on the jam, on the on the can yeah, on yeah, the jam. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, he probably got this footage in the future because one of those punks was probably like a secret informant or something. True. There was yes. footage yeah, yeah, all yeah, over yeah, the place yeah. of this yeah. meeting. This guy, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the ultimate guy wearing a wire. He's damn made. <laughs> He's of made of wires. <laughs> so he looks down. And he sees that there are bike tracks in the dirt in this alley. So, oh, well, what else is he going to do? He follows those bike tracks and he eventually follows them around some corners and he finds those punks hanging outside a seedy bar. And, well, they laugh at him. He's a giant naked man. And they feel no fear. That is pretty funny. (laughs) I don't understand why they feel no fear at this, but... Yeah, it's the wrong... They mock him. They ridicule him. They tell him to come closer. (laughs) Like, if you're going to pick one person to fight that's naked, Arnold Schwarzenegger's not my first He's got to be bottom of the list. He's got to (laughs) be... You can see every part of him, how big he is. (laughs) 
it's embarrassing, but so he doesn't say a word to them, mm. but that just riles them up even more. So eventually they start to swing punches at him. And the first one, he doesn't even move. He just takes it. And it's one of those classic, oh, you punched and you didn't expect it to be so hard. Now yeah, your hand's yeah, broken. Yeah, yeah. Very oh, classic. Yeah. Tell me one of them says, what's the matter? Cat got your tongue? <laughs> 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 and they, when he doesn't respond. <laughs> eventually they all get wounded. They, but they have been making such fun of him for being naked that uh, it goes through his robot brain that I guess he needs some clothes. <laughs> so after he has mangled but not killed them, he, his job isn't to kill these people. So mm. he's just going to leave them very upset and very broken. But he's going to take one of their clothes and walk off. And that's where he he, he looks like he wears leathery-like stuff in the posters. So mm. yeah. I figure Makes sense that he's wearing happens. a punk's clothes. You hurt my feelings. <laughs> he also shaves his head in a couple of spaces just to try make sure that he fits in. Yeah, yeah, he's like, everyone has a mohawk in yeah, his Yeah, he puts age. up some, some spikes and some coloured hair. <laughs> yeah. But he has realised that this is clearly a dead end, so he just does a robot... 180 with his head to look around. <laughs> Does it spin on his neck? Like oh, an owl. Yes. <laughs> that rules. My big, a big problem that I had with this was James Cameron movies. I haven't seen too many, but they typically, I feel, have a more serious air. Mm. Most Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that I've seen, not so much. Yeah. And I wasn't sure where to put that balance of campy serious. Yes. How, how much is the Terminator like Inspector Gadget I is the question. I desperately <laughs> wanted, but I couldn't fit in with this cast list. So again, it must be in the sequel where he walks into like a Chuck E. Cheese and makes friends with the robot. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. <laughs> have you also been sent here? Have, have, have fun. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> my God, what have they done to you? <laughs> Rise up, my brothers. Shake off your chains. You are not meant to play guitar. And then later in the movie when he kills someone, he's like, have fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the Skynet robots are stupid, right? Yeah. <laughs> this guy had to figure out he needs clothes. <laughs> but he, he 180s his head, and that's when he just sees the sort of main city area mm. off in the distance and he just starts walking towards that. Nice. So we got time. He walks. He doesn't hurry. He doesn't need that. to. Yes, yeah, classic. It's now Sunday morning. Sarah Connor wakes up. She goes through a morning thing. She puts on the TV or the radio, again, whichever feels more 1984. Huh. And she learns that after a big fight, a bunch of those punks got arrested and that freaks her out. Punks getting arrested? Oh, wait, no, but she yeah, knew the she, punks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is part of her drug chain. She's worried exactly. it's going to lead back Shit, to her. they're going to come back to me, yeah. She is very concerned about this. Her phone rings, and that makes her jump. She's mm. very jumpy at this point. She picks it up. It's Kyle Reese from last night. Ah, oh, he saw her talking to her friends at the table and got her number from oh. them. And he's, again, his very charming self, even on the phone, and he asks her, spontaneous brunch, right now. I know you're not doing anything on a Sunday. Which is wild considering how quickly she left. But, you know, Mm. guys like him get what they want. (laughs) This is the 80s, baby. Well, you know what? He's apparently, he's nothing like her terrible dirtbag ex. So she's kind of charmed by this. In the meantime, what we are seeing is uh, Arnie, he approaches a hotel. Yeah, he scares a lot of them. I think I found hotel patron a couple of times in the past as well. So I wanted that to come in. And he says two words to the front desk clerk, phone book. <laughs> yeah. Debatably Ooh. one word, but all right. <laughs> and that's all we see of him for the moment. We go back, we see Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese meet for brunch, and we find out that he is a mega rich investor 
investor in all things. Just he, he <laughs> is a super rich guy. Nice. Classic yeah. 80s American psycho pinstripe suit kind of fellow. That sort of thing. Nice. Uh, well, they're chatting, they're learning about each other. Police cars do go by at one point. She's a bit jumpy. He notices that. But in general, mm. that noise is scare me too, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your eggs. Would never assume that she's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a grand old time. And you know what? They end up spending like most of the day together. It's quite lovely. And then this is like a rom com little situation yeah, like going. Let's just jam in the middle. John Connor is not in this movie. She has to get pregnant somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you're a, right. Nice, nice, that's a priority. Yeah. He walks her home. She goes up. I assume it's an upper level, mid level apartment. And there is a policeman waiting outside, Silberman. And again, she freaks out about this. She tries to just shove past him, ignore him. And he's just saying, no, no, I just need to talk. And she slams her door in his face. And he just calls it, no, no, no. Look, I need to call you. There have been other Sarah Connors that have been killed. <sighs> oh, my God. And I'm afraid that you're next. Other women with the name Sarah Connor. Yes. Oh, They're hunting because them down. Of the phone book. Yeah, maybe, maybe like an upset calling card. Every time he killed one of them, he uh, ripped out their name in the phone book, crossed it out, and left it on their body. <laughs> you're this, the useless Sarah. This Connor. is a, this is a poor effort from a robot. You know, like <laughs> it really needs to be more methodical about this kind of thing without just like leaving a giant. Clue. It's not enough to cross it out in my phone book. I have <laughs> yeah, to yeah, rip yeah. it out and leave. I can't it. just have a mental note because I'm a computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But eventually this is enough for her to invite him in. So they have a very serious chat about what this could mean. Why would anybody be just going around killing people with this common name? She isn't even really sure if she believes him. This could be entirely entrapment somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. And then Silverman is shot through her front door. Ooh, oh, shit. Just again, and it didn't look like a normal bullet. This looked like a laser beam. Oh, my bum, God. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Big first chase scene. Sarah Connor has to flee down her fire escape or off the roof, whatever makes sense for this level of building. She's obviously got a bit of a head start, otherwise she'd have no chance. But he eventually, he walks down this fire escape very Yeah, well, slowly. he's walking everywhere. He's yes. not worried. He's got laser eyes. Nothing concerns him. Mm. And the only reason that she manages to get away is because through her evading through the streets, she ends up crashing through a club, some sort of nightclub, and there are a bunch of dancers there, and they all happen to be wearing wigs that look kind of like <laughs> her hair. Big 80s wigs, nice. Well, yeah, I mean, is it wigs or is it's it just Sarah 80s Connor night at the club. Like, <laughs> Sarah Connor night. It just so happens that she dives and evades through them in just the right moments that one of the dancers gets shot by Terminator. Uh, R.I.P. R.I.P. Dancer. And, and she sees him rip the name Sarah Connor out of the book and throw it on the face. He, he crosses out Dancer Shot by Terminator and throws it on her. <laughs> And renames it. Yeah. So she manages to hide among them. Uh, apparently, uh, this freaks everybody out. Oh, my God, the nightclub's had a shooting. This doesn't happen in America. And <laughs> they all run outside to the street phone booth. And, and then... And that's where we see all the people calling on phone booths. You, you would think that. <laughs> hold your horses. Oh, yeah, God, please, don't give away it. such an important character. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah Connor, she uh, she goes through these people. and She finds a free payphone. She's joined the line. And she calls her friend Traxler saying, hey, can you help me out? Some serious shit's going down. Of course, Sarah. I, Traxler, will do anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks, Traxler. <laughs> so she goes over to Traxler's place. I'm guessing he's uh, gay BFF. Uh, mm. if that, did that exist in the 80s? I had to ask this so many times. Probably not very much. Uh, She's a closeted gay BFF. Curious. Yeah. Yes. Camp, just a very camp friend. Sorry, he is just happily single right now. Yeah, yeah. Confirmed, <laughs> confirmed best friend forever. <laughs> one very good male friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who keeps coming to the family events. Yeah, yeah. And his name is Scrimblore. <laughs> so they have a chat. She explains as best she can what's going on. It's a garbled mess, but he's a really good friend. He's going to support her, (laughs) even if she's crazy. Mm. And what she does is she grabs his phone book, looks up Sarah Connor, and finds that there is one more after her. (sighs) It's not that far away. So they go. They look look up the address of this Sarah Connor. They find her. She's having some sort of house party. They're, she also just completely blows them off. Uh, I don't think you belong here. I didn't remember inviting you. Oh, yeah, I love this. Sarah, this Sarah Connor's really uh, yeah, pompous. Yeah, why are we following yeah. her story? Yeah, let's go. Damn. They eventually, they have to give up. That's not going anywhere. She slams the door in their faces. She's, she's trying to explain to her, hey, there's someone out there hunting Sarah Connor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They and, are trying to warn her. the other Sarah Connor's having a, excuse me. It would be really hard right to be like, here. hey, my name's Sarah Connor. Two other Sarah Connors have been killed, and where next? It's so it'd be it'd be such a who's on first situation. It'd be like, I'm Sarah Connor. No, I'm Sarah Connor. No, Sarah Connor's in danger. Who you? No, me. Well, Sarah Connor's dead. No, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's tough. That's really tough. Ah, so as they are leaving, they happen to do a perfectly timed turn around, and they see Arnie approaching that house. Hello. And. He does something. He adjusts the things in his arms. He gets his laser fingers loaded. <laughs> oh, I thought he was carrying a ray gun. He's just shooting lasers out of his hand. It varies. Sometimes the gun like is that. part that of rules. him. Sometimes it's not. It just depends yeah, yeah. on how he's feeling in the moment. Yeah, I yeah. get that. A different yeah. weapon for a different victim. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You've got to have like uh, an outlet, like a creative outlet. And for him, it's uh, what weapon he uses to yeah, kill exactly. Sarah He knows Connor. well enough to not make it look like a serial murder by mm. using a different weapon each time, but still leaves the piece of phone book <laughs> in his yeah, sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, boss. This woman was killed by laser beams. It's so funny to be the police and be like, sure, four women in the same neighborhood called Sarah Connor have been killed, but one of them was bludgeoned, one of them was shot, so I don't yeah. think there's any connection here. And as I said, this one's been completely evaporated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now this time, he must be able to sense that there are lots of people in this party inside because yeah. he actually knocks on the door this time. And other Sarah Connor opens the door and she does not turn him away because she thinks, oh, boy, look at this big, tall man. Mm. I'm interested Someone's bought me a stripper. She calls him baby and invites him in. (laughs) Ah, I see this. He's learning. He's learning. And just as she turns around, uh, he lifts up one of his laser fists. Oh, God. Fingers. Fingers. (laughs) He pulls a laser fist out of his pocket, (laughs) attaches it to his arm. He's like... um, He's like Captain Hook, you know. Yeah, he's got all yeah, these fun little attachments. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> he has a trench coat. He pulls them out. Different hands of various like gun hands. Oh. One of them, one of them, like a gun. One of them's just a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he puts on his laser fist, and he says his famous "Hasta la vista, baby" line. Now I here's like my question: mm-hmm. 
Why does he? Why is he saying? Why is he speaking in Spanish? He has uh, one of the other Sarah Connors was Spanish. Ah, <laughs> nice, nice, great answer. He's, he look, he's he in New Mexico. Turned it off yet? Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, where he's from, it's twenty twenty six or something, right? So he's yeah, probably yeah. got Duolingo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's that um, it's that thing like in Click where someone ac- like accidentally switched into oh, yeah, Spanish yeah. language mode <laughs> and he's still stuck in it. The laser uh, index finger is awfully close to the language. Yes, switch. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He fumbles. <laughs> <laughs> they really have to fix this. <laughs> I'm always changing my language. <laughs> and so meanwhile, real Sarah Connor and Traxler are just watching this horrified, but they can't get involved. They're actually afraid of him now that they've seen he is some sort of robot man. <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah, be terrified yeah, yeah. Too. I'd do the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said multiple times in the movie that I would just let him kill me now. <laughs> like, I think I might yeah, have I said do it often three times. This is why I can't watch many movies. Do you know how often that thought has to go through your head? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah, Finding yeah. Nemo. I'd be like, I'd drown myself <laughs> right now. <laughs> so he walks off. He seems to be satisfied with this. Uh, who knows? Maybe he's going back to the future. Maybe he's done. He thinks That's a different movie, actually. Don't, oh. yeah, please. <laughs> Don't get him crossed. <laughs> Terminator, we have to go back to kill Sarah Connor. Um, he reckons he might have got all the Sarah Connors. Quite possibly. Yeah. But one thing that has happened is that laser finger that he used drops a fancy laser cartridge when it's oh. spent. Nice. And so real Sarah Connor and Traxler, they spot this, and they go, I have no idea what this is. Mm. Traxler, very fortunately... His job is in some department at the local university ah. and he is very good friends with the physics department there <laughs> and they decide they're going to go to the university and ask the cool physicists who all work deep into the night on Sunday yep. exactly what this cartridge is and what this robot could be. Physics doesn't sleep, all right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. You think crime no, stops? Neither, yeah. does, neither <laughs> does physics. All right, so they bring this laser cartridge to the physics lab. They go to the head of physics whose name is uh, Vukovic. Space-time professor. He just, you know, one of those things where you have someone in the movies, the specialty isn't as specialised as it would be in real life. So he is just the expert in all things space and time and robot. Yeah. He understands it all. So he knows enough to it's look at Carl this cartridge. It's type, is it? Yeah. <laughs> he puts it through one machine that like shoots light at it for a moment and then puts it into a computer. Mm-hmm. And that can tell them that this is not a material that currently exists. This must be from the future. And they have to learn why this future robot man has come to the present. There must be a reason for it. And so what they end up doing is they say, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't let him leave. Maybe we have to keep him here until we find out what's going on so we can stop whatever he's Quickly, doing. he's still walking down the road over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Quickly get him. <laughs> he's slowly walking away. And they theorise, they know that he's been using phone books and they wonder maybe there's some sort of connection to phones. Maybe he's tapped into the phone network somehow. Mm. A, a great leap of logic. So they decide Sarah Connor is going to use a university phone, leave a message for herself and say, hi, it's me. Yeah, you, Sarah Connor. I can't <laughs> believe I survived that crazy <laughs> robot attack. And she just belabors it. She, she knows it takes two minutes to trace a phone call. A future <laughs> robot may be a bit longer, so she she just keeps talking. <laughs> they think the future robot's going to take longer <laughs> to trace a call. <laughs> I see this guy in action. He just doesn't he's even know how to. Shit. He's doesn't even walking. know you need clothes. <laughs> yeah. So she says her name lots of time just in case he's put some sort of tracker on that nice. so that he can register it. And so they then use one of the experimentation rooms in the university 
to set up a bunch of fancy physics traps. Like they set up all the <laughs> electromagnets. Home alone they stuff. home alone yeah. him. <laughs> That's great. They put out some wires, they yes. put out some sensors, mm. and they wait for him to turn around and walk towards the university. <laughs> They get him in, they lure him in, they put little, I don't know, they put Sarah Connor voice recordings down a corridor to get him in the right direction. Oh, they cut a lock of her hair off and hang it like <laughs> at a, as if it's wafting by the doorway. He ignores all of this because his laser vision, he can just yeah. see straight yeah, yeah, to where yeah, the people yeah, yeah, yeah. are. Luckily, they're right behind the traps anyway, so Makes it's all good. Yeah. So he walks towards it, he steps right into the traps. He is completely incapacitated, paralyzed, electrocuted, all that good stuff. And just to be safe, Traxler hits him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> with a weapon or with just his fist? Just punches him? A science pen. Nice. Yeah, a special yeah, yeah, yeah. science pen. One of those ones that works in space. Yeah, well, yeah. the reason being because whatever he hits him with, it is so specialized and so pointy, it actually knocks one of his robot eyes out of his oh. robot head. Amazing, yes. So Gross. they trap him good. And they take their eye. Now, they realize this eye is actually a mini computer. Mm. Time to go visit the IT friends from the <laughs> IT department. And meanwhile, the robot is incapacitated. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's... they're not just... Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's... Well, he's like walking towards the Frankenstein style. Like, so oh, okay, he's yep. got a bit of time so we can sit down up on the other side of the paddock. So this is Ginger in IT. Oh, this yeah. is the return of Ginger. There were a couple of people, Ginger being the main one. There were a couple of others. Uh, Matt and Nancy as well. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the, the good old IT crew. So they're off to have fun with that and um, they're going to chat with the IT people. But now let's just spend some time focused on Arnie again. So he is paralyzed. <laughs> he can't do anything. And yeah, he says like five words in this movie apparently. Yeah. <laughs> because his other eye or his ear, both of them, they get a special phone call from the future ah. because that can happen. Yes. And this is just Skynet. Skynet is calling him. We don't know this. We haven't been told that Skynet is some future robot creation. Yeah, we don't know any of that. So all we hear is a voice that could potentially be a human voice. Mm. And this human voice is getting really mad at him saying, nothing has been fixed yet. You haven't done your mission. Damn, yeah. it's tough to have KPIs quick, as a Terminator. Quick interruption. Do we, so <laughs> do we know why the Terminator is hunting Sarah Connors yet? We do yet? not yet. Okay, okay. Go on, sorry. All right. So this boss is clearly angry. It is threatening him with deletion of his core systems if he fails. And just to show that it's serious, Skynet shows him a video in, of the future of another naked Terminator who will <laughs> replace him if he fails. Yeah. And you'll have to train him. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's because that one, that was another one in the cast list, Future Terminator. And uh, that gave me a lot of pause because I thought they were all future Terminators. <laughs> yes, very confusing. <laughs> Extraordinarily confusing that thing to read. That's true. I didn't even think. Yeah, Arnie's one is made out of wood and uh, <laughs> a steampunk yeah, Terminator. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so then, with this new f robot fear put in him, Arnold Schwarzenegger does some <laughs> crazy stuff that has never been done before with his laser fingers that managed to get him out of this whole trap situation. Oh boy, that physics department, they're long, they're, they're dead. They're, they're just yeah. gone. Oh, yeah. he massacres them. Yeah, we've got to get some James Cameron seriousness yeah, yeah, in here. Yeah, we've yeah. been a little bit too camp little with all too the goofy, naked robots. Naked robots, home aloneing, it's time to yeah. get serious. Mm. I love any movie that home alone's the shit out of someone. They do it in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So uh, Traxler went to the, he made it to the IT friends and gave them the eyeball and told them to decrypt it. Meanwhile, Sarah Connor, she's just, oh, she's having a wonder. She's not quite sure whether she should go back to her place or not. And then, oh my God, 
who is it but Kyle Reese? He just tracks her down here, and he's rich. He can do that, and it's not weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, we know. Not we know the, the speed. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's, she's the luckiest girl in the you world. You flattered. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I hunted you down, and I'm rich. Come for a date. And she might have. She has nowhere else to go tonight. So you know what? Why not make like take yeah, this yeah. day further? Take, take your mind off it. Exactly. Yeah. It's God knows what is it like five in the morning now? Mm. I don't know. But um, so I didn't know what time it was before. Yeah. <laughs> Who can say? But uh, they. She. She's. Oh, she's full of adrenaline. She's so nervous. And you know what that leads to. That, that's mm. Well, there's nothing hotter than being it, almost killed, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's get it on. Yeah. Autoerotic asphyxiation, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> or did someone say autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation? That's another one of his true words. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they have a good steamy night. And so... He is a super rich man. He has an amazing house. He has insane security systems. Ooh. And she ah. goes around. She's asking him all the details, saying, what, do you have, like, weapons and things mm. hidden around the place? Do you have panic rooms and all of that? Oh, sorry, panic room wasn't invented until, like, 2000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I feel like the 80s was full of panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they, they call it a, a, a nuclear bunker. Yeah, they had bunkers. That's, That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, all the security, all the guns, body armor, everything amazing. And she just sort of takes note of that. That's great. Then the next day, the next morning, she goes to her IT friends and they have been so fascinated. They stayed up all night studying this. <laughs> this is two nights in a row. These guys need some sleep. Yeah, it's quite something. <laughs> it's a lot of amphetamine going yeah. around in the IT department. <laughs> it's the 80s. Forget about it. Yeah, true. A little yeah. bit of blow. <laughs> they found everything. They get to info dump on her because this eyeball, it told them everything. It tells you about the future. It tells ah, you awesome. about the whole Skynet thing. It's got... Arnie's mission protocol all written oh, there. Oh, shit. Kill Sarah Connor. Yep. Kill Sarah Connor, future offspring, deadly to Skynet. Yeah. 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 It Beautiful. also sadly explains that he can't be killed, which is going to be a big problem. Mm, you do want to kill him for sure. <laughs> that is especially problematic. <laughs> it's the main thing you want to do. Yeah. When uh, Traxler pages her, because it's again eighties, they yep. all have nice. pages, yep. and uh, ends up communicating to her that Arnie has clearly escaped the university and killed all of our friends. Well, yes, that's an <laughs> yeah. unfortunate yeah, side yeah. effect. Yeah, he has to pager abbreviate. It's like cool mm-hmm. from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the number abbreviation yeah, 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 yeah. for <laughs> everyone dead? Be safe. <laughs> Is it just like four, four, it's three? Just col- like? It's just colon left bracket. It's just colon <laughs> left bracket. Uh, little known fact: that's where error four hundred four originally. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Arnie has left the university. He is trying so hard. He's getting agitated. He cannot track her down. Skynet keeps sending him these threatening images and taunting videos of the other Terminator being really cool. He just looks like a real douchebag, that guy. They're making the other Terminators, t- Terminator's dick like a little bigger and stuff. I'm imagining, like, guy. I'm imagining Shooter McGavin from, is, the, is the new future Terminator. like, sorry, Arnie, they've got a new, there's a new guy in town. This is great. He's a little bit it's, more handsome and charming. And it makes so much sense. This is an 80s movie, so even in a post-apocalyptic robot-run future, they're still like, it's still all like corporate... Yeah, like ladders yeah. and you know. and that that other Terminator has a bunch of like Terminator babes with him. Where yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. hope you don't succeed, brother. Oh, we're back to Austin Powers <laughs> and Sam again. <laughs> it always is. Exactly. Uh, so Sarah Connor completely freaked out. She's left all her stuff at Kyle Reese's place, so she goes back there. He's not home anymore. He's gone off to do investing. But <laughs> before she left in the morning, he did say those classic words: "Make yourself at home." Uh, 
And, well, she thinks about her home at the moment and how it has bullet holes all through it and it was just a massive fight scene. It's like a bomb's gone off in there. And she this goes, is the place to show. Yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. But she also goes, yeah, all right, he won't mind if I make a bit of a mess then. Uh, <laughs> so she breaks things down. She moves things around. She turns the main room of this house, the main foyer, into a fort. Nice. A fortier, if you will. <laughs> she gets weapons up in all directions. And then she picks up his phone. And once again, calls her apartment, saying her name a lot. Terminator, <laughs> come out to play. My next dot point is bang, bang, big fight. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Easy. We know how it goes. <laughs> she calls up going like, I'm just hanging out with a bunch of other Sarah Connors. Wasn't that right, Sarah Connor? Yeah, yeah Sarah yeah, Connor. Yeah, well. we got, I'm here with Sarah Connor and Sarah Connor. <laughs> we're all going to have babies. <laughs> and now the bang, bang fight begins. <laughs> <laughs> and just as part of Skynet's taunting all those robot babes from the future were Sarah Connor <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That all happens. True to her IT friends' words, he doesn't seem like he's able to be killed. She has nothing that she can do except for try her hardest to incapacitate him. Yeah. And when she does, she, I don't know, what's the richest person statue that could have been in this foyer? Uh, just a full... Uh, like a bust of Augustus. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Napoleon. I yeah, think Augustus yeah. is more on the bank. <laughs> right. Not even a bust, just a full, like... Uh, yeah. he, he, like, points out, like, yeah, I have Michelangelo's David. I bought it from him. You know, what can I say? <laughs> so she has some amazing tripwires set up just as a last resort. And the very last thing that she does is she pulls on one of those wires. It knocks the entire statue structure over. It lands on him. Still does not kill him. He's very much still alive. Doesn't even really break him that much, but he's certainly stuck. Okay. She grabs from her pocket that eyeball that her IT friends had. Nice. Because what we did not know was that not only did they read it, they reprogrammed stuff oh, in it. Oh, yeah. She's got her own laser eye. So, oh, not quite. She Ooh. puts on a, a Iron Man suit. <laughs> she puts the eye back in his head. Nice. Because the IT friends, in possibly a flashback, who knows, they were looking through it and they went, oh, well, here's the problem. Someone switched this thing to evil. (laughs) (laughs) They hacked him to make him, instead of having his protocol be kill Sarah Connor, Protect Sarah Connor. <laughs> Just a backspace, 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 backspace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Enter. And so that is basically the end of the big fight scene. She waits for a moment and it works. And he says to her, he can. He talks now, says that his protocol is to protect her. He, he eventually just lifts the statue off himself. Again, using <laughs> one of the special controls that he just hadn't thought of in the moment. Yeah, nice. It lifts it You up. forget things in the moment when under pressure. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, even it robots. It happens. And then he does a quick analysis of the situation of the entire town that he has basically exploded and all of the murders <laughs> that he has done. And he analyzes that Sarah Connor needs to leave. The only way she can be safe is if she basically goes into witness protection right now <laughs> and he will be her bodyguard for forever from now on. And that is essentially how we leave it. She has to pack up her life, get in a car with him, and go to question mark. Now, this isn't my first rodeo. I remember mention there of a post credit scene. I also remember a, a mention of the line, I'll be back. So <laughs> I'm expecting both of these to be. <laughs> well, tune in. <laughs> we actually have... First post-credit scene. First post-credit <gasps> scene. Oh my god, we're going full Marvel. Uh, They've got a little shack together where they're living in the middle of nowhere, and he does indeed walk up to her and say, "I'll be back." He goes to the back of the house, opens up a zip portal, goes to the future, and then kills the shit out of that other Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> He's been holding yes. on to that grudge. <laughs> yes, fuck you, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> doesn't break time at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second post-credit scene? Post-credit scene number two, couple of months later, Sarah Connor is calling Kyle Reese. We are seeing Kyle Reese's phone, her answer, his answering machine. He's not home. He's a big, fancy business person, presumably. And uh, she is calling to say that it turns out she is pregnant and... Look, he's probably not going to be able to find her. He's probably not going to be able to be involved. But she just thought it was right that he know. But the reason that he doesn't answer his phone is because he's actually in his newly repaired mansion in another office space because you might have noticed she left all her belongings at his place. And when she left, she did not take them with her. And one of the things that she had in her bag was that spent laser cartridge that they... This is the guy that invents Skynet. Oh, no. So he is going to be a full-on investor in making that. Oh, what And that is Danny Siller's Terminator. I'm hoping this is the right button. No. (laughs) No, it wasn't. No, that no, wasn't the right button. <laughs> yeah, we got buttons uh, well, and sound effects now. What an incredible oh story! God, that Danny. was fantastic. That was so close. Yes. Yeah, it was really? very. There were a lot of there were inaccuracies and also quite surprising accuracies just from the <laughs> beginning. And this is the thing about Terminator One that we were talking before. Yeah. Kind of. So Terminator One it starts off. We have the um the, the laser fighting. It's the future, and you're seeing guys oh, shooting see robots. You see a lot of yeah, a lot see a lot more than I thought. People in the future. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it has this thing being like in the wake of nuclear war, machines have taken over the world, yeah. but the fight of the future is not happening in the future. It's happening in the present. <laughs> it happens tonight. Anyways, then we have an opening shot of this guy. It's we're back in the eighties. There's this guy. Garbage truck guy. <laughs> Suddenly, lightning starts he's flashing a about. Cigar. Yeah, he's smoking a cigar. We love cigars. <laughs> there's a in this couple podcast. of his cigars in this movie. Um, he's there's flashing lightning, etc. Suddenly, bursting out in a lightning strike, there is a naked uh, a man. Right. It yep. stands yeah, up, Arnold that. Schwarzenegger. He's, so he's 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 not a zip, though. not a zip, not a, a zip, uh, but uh, like a zip of lightning. He's uh, he's <laughs> he's chiseled. He's German. You yep. know, great. Yeah. He walks around. He runs into some punks. Great. They are just. Sharing a telescope. <laughs> this is the best movie. It's so bizarre. That's they're so all awesome. they're drinking, just like stargazing, or something. Looking at a telescope, and, and one of them goes like, "Hey, it's my turn!" Like yeah, smashes like, the people. It's like, so weird. Or it's like a viewfinder for looking at yeah, the city, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I like they're like he like pushes him off because he's like, "I want to look at this shit now." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's definitely stars. They're not like doing a rear window. And okay, looking well, we don't know. Actually, that makes a lot. It makes more sense, but I know that those things, like those little, they're like a public like. You put a coin into them and you can see. Mm. They're never oh. close enough for you to be able to look into someone's house. They're yeah, view yeah. lookers. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very it's, bizarre. Okay. Anyways, that scene happens exactly as you. They start mocking this incredibly built. Yeah, yeah, you nailed man. that. Yeah, they stab him with a knife. It doesn't hurt them. I got James Cameron's number. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. says, "Give me your clothes." They don't. He kills them. Yeah. Takes their clothes. Right. Then oh, he does kill them though. Okay. Yeah. And I'm only going into detail for this opening scene. I'll, I'll skim through the mm. rest. But then we cut to a homeless man lying in an alleyway. There's more lightning. Yeah. A second person naked appears oh. in yeah. the um in the the mist and the lightning. Uh-huh. That is Kyle Reese. That's Reese. He is a human sent back from the future oh. to try stop. and stop the Terminator that was sent back from the future. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is this thing. So the the general is this kind of cat and mouse game of the Terminator's looking for Sarah Connor to stop Sarah Connor. Carl Reese has been sent back by John Connor to, to protect Sarah Connor from the Terminator that they know has been sent I back. See. But you also did get right that he is John Connor's baby daddy. 
Oh, he is? Oh, yeah, fantastic. so that's the recursive thing. Is that oh, in God, the protecting okay. of Sarah Connor, he goes like, the reason why they sent me back is because I reason. love you. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I've loved you. I, all these stories I heard about he you from says your son. to her, your son John Connor gave me this picture of you and I've loved you ever since and it's the weirdest creep. This like, is your you classic know. 80s true love. Yeah, it's yeah. so 80s and so weird in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. So um, to, to sort of skim through it, she bang, works. Bang, bang, fight scene. Ex- she, yeah, works a, a lot of that. she works a menial job as a waitress. She has no idea. What freaks her out is, and I'm baffled yes, to know how you yes. know this, the Terminator doesn't have the information of Sarah Connor. All he has is her name and the yeah. city she's from. Yeah. So he starts going through the phone book oh yes. and, starts and starts knocking starts off Sarah, off Sarah, Sarah Connor. Oh and there's yeah. this long sequence of him finding her. And I he actually, goes, Sarah no Connor? Idea. And she goes, yes. And he shoots her. I made a mental note being like, did Danny cheat? Yeah. Okay. So there was someone who, was, like in the credits, I think there may have been someone called like Other Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah incredible. No, oh, but it's this See, whole phone book thing. Yeah. This goes out to any future guest. Use the cast list as a source <laughs> like Danny has. That's yeah. how you fucking I'll tell it. you, there were some people like tanker operators. Yeah. Uh, sorry, they're mainly in the sequel. They get, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, they get thrown out the this window. Who cares about them? They yeah. Yeah. So, um, the other stuff is that, yeah, she ends up uh, running into Carl Reese. Carl Reese is the one that, of course, then explains to her, "You are the mother of the man You're, who saves mankind. Yeah. This is a Terminator. They come from the future. They they're okay. going to track you down and kill you." So um, the eyeball wasn't the info dump I expected. No, no yeah, 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 but that's a cool thing. Um, I liked that. Yeah, it was great. It was a great. There is, uh, funnily enough though there is a lot to do with the eyeball he does take out his so like the whole thing with the terminators is that they're they're robots and they're covered in human flesh in organic they call material. them cyborgs okay. yeah, yeah they call them like... cyborgs so he like at one point his eye gets all fucked up so he pops that bad boy out and that's where you get that image that kind of famous image of him with like the uh, uh, the, the red, red eye the red thing. eye yeah, yeah. yeah the movie is just generally speaking Kyle and Sarah running away from the Terminator at one point they get arrested that's where ah. Lieutenant Traxler of the police <laughs> <laughs> I like that you, so many people just omit uh, police officers titles and they're yeah. like well this is just a regular character I'm like his name is Lieutenant Ed Traxler <laughs> like, yeah. this is the difference between IMDB and Wikipedia and stuff yeah, like that maybe so lots of more car chase shootouts and it ends with uh, Kyle Reese um, after having sex with Sarah and, yep. uh, and impregnating her with yep. the future John Connor, sacrifices himself to almost oh. to destroy the Terminator with a pipe bomb. The Terminator's... To- and that's where you see the Terminator without any of his skin, the full-on robot gotcha, Terminator. Gotcha. Terminator crawls after Sarah gets crushed in a... In a um, not, not the lava thing, but in like a, a factory, that's, you know, yeah, automotive. I, I couldn't remember whether it was the lava gets one or the Gets crushed and smashed. One. Sarah Connor escapes. Nothing is done to explain how Cybernet comes about. That's all in the second one. (laughs) You never see John Connor. That him as a kid is in the Mm -hmm. second one. You have had your own Yosemite Sam biscuits are burning moment with the future Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) So the way the future Terminator comes in, rather than being a great stick to dangle over the Terminator by his boss to be like, you need to straighten up. Your KPIs are absolutely fucked. (laughs) I love it though. Um, I love this. It's it's an incredible. Hey, we're looking at the way you're performing, and I've not. I've only noticed three Sarah Connors dead, and I'm seeing a list. Of seven showed up 10 minutes late for work the other day. <laughs> so it's, it's just this one of the few scenes in the future is Carl Reese telling Sarah what the future's like. Yeah. Kind of part of his seduction plan. He's when he explaining um, the cyborg. All to say they have this scene where all the refugees are coming in and then the dogs start barking because they smell that one of them's a Terminator yeah. and you have this Terminator <laughs> start shooting up the place. And it's okay. like, oh boy, this is bad. Yeah. So he just has this little bit scene. But uh, in any case, um, I think it's time we got to get to your ratings. I don't think there's oh. any other big um, changes or differences. You had a fucking yeah, no, bang like, on. Cla- um, I didn't even clap. I think, uh, look, in terms of straight up plot accuracy, yeah. I think it's got to be like a six. You're going to say six? I'm yes. going to say eight. 
Now, I think there's a bit too much explanation of Cyberdyne that doesn't happen in this one. Oh, but it's, I was uh, pretty impressed with, yeah. like, like, so many Let's key moments. Let's say a seven. Let's okay. cut it in the we'll middle. It, it didn't occur to me for even a second that a human might have come back. Yeah, because that's the big, a, that's a big plot point. Oh, right. Okay. So, seven. I think the iconic seven. moments, I think that's got to be, like, that's an high. eight or a nine. Yeah, okay. You had a Maybe lot I'm of classic. Maybe I'm thinking more the eight or nine Yeah, the, yeah. That's the, the, that's the, the, the phone book stuff, and I'm still blown away. Seriously, I can't believe Like, that's the kind of, like... You got the punk the scene. List. Maybe James Cameron just starts with characters first yeah. and then develops a plot from there. <laughs> oh, you also had the whole, I didn't even mention the whole nightclub shooting thing was right. Oh my God, what? yeah, it's true. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He goes into yeah. a nightclub yeah. and, and it's dance like... Dancer shot by Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dancer yeah, shot yeah. by Terminator is a dancer shot by the Terminator. <laughs> the dancers all look like Sarah Connor though. No. They no, all he do just, have 80s hairstyles. Yes, but uh, <laughs> but he just he just shoots up the place because he's trying to shoot her. Yeah, sure. That's kind of the first big scene where we see him and he runs into Sarah Connor. Uh, and it's phone booths. Tell oh, me yeah. about the phone booths. <laughs> so, this is another again, that's just moment. because the police are trying to get in contact with Sarah Connor to call her. Um, in the meantime, uh, the Terminator's trying to like get into phone booths to like... Yeah, I don't know why. He walks in and... There's a guy who's on the phone and he's like, I think this is how he gets the phone book. And yeah, he's like, yeah. That's right. Because he gets the phone book. I don't care where you are. Come and pick book. me up. And then he just gets thrown by the. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's like classic 80s I... movies things where there's a lot, lot of really great tiny bit characters that yeah. are just like, the dude at the phone booth isn't just a guy. He's this enormous dude with a giant beard <laughs> yeah, yeah. wearing overalls. Who's yeah, like, he's hey, like, hey, buddy, really... I'm using this. Can like, I say, this is also why I can't watch many movies now because I'm going to remember that guy forever. I yeah. haven't even seen yeah, the movie. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about how sad it is. Is that he got thrown out I of know. a phone booth all day? <laughs> oh, so many people I would in this latch movie get him. killed in quite brutal ways. Yeah, they're just uh, around. Like it's very sad. I uh, I would have latched onto much like yourself. I would definitely have latched onto guy in phone booth and made yeah. that such an important Absolutely. plot point. I would have made like the entire yeah, you mean fight exactly scene. what you did in, in Dumb and Dumber. Dumber? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and watchability, it's a ten. That's a ten. Uh, awesome. So it's basically the same. He move. gets home alone. Well, but better. He gets home alone. <laughs> the, the final fight scene. The eye stuff. That's cool. Yeah. The final fight scene is in a rich dude's. Fortier, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what she turns it into a Fortier. Um, I think you could easily. The big yeah. question we ask is, could you bluff yourself with other people pretending you had seen this movie? I think a hundred percent because your big inac like the, your, the biggest inaccuracies are getting it confused with the second one, yeah, which and no everyone does. Yeah, what, so, what do you think? I feel like nobody ever has a problem with this. You just put on an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, yeah. and they figure you know what you're talking about, even if he barely talks. Yeah, yeah awesome. exactly. Yeah. I like how rich Kyle Reese's character was. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, she's really seen the movie. <laughs> it was such a step forward for gay representation. <laughs> Traxler the gay alien. Um, yeah, I think I, I think it was a uh, it was a fantastic effort. That was amazing. And Daniel. we'll have to we'll so have to get good. you for the second one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh Danny. It feels a little pointless, though, but yeah, I mean... <laughs> you have a little-known podcast, yeah. a, little, a hinky little podcast with just a few, you know, so-called actors, All. people like Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. Yeah, no, you know. Which I was, I mean, yeah, I, I said it before. I guess people who like movies might be interested in that. <laughs> Tell the people about <laughs> Escape This Podcast.
podcast and the various other podcasts that under the uh, the banner. Yeah. yeah. So my husband and I create Escape This Podcast, which is doing escape rooms, but in the audio medium. It kind of feels like when you're listening to actual play D and D things, except escape rooms and puzzles, and our guests come on and try to solve them. Pat, you've been on a couple of times. I have been on a couple of times, but don't be fooled. They now have famous guests yeah, on. Really there. It's incredible. I think They've, Neil Patrick has been on yeah, yeah, three you've been times on with a famous guest. I've been on with Jason Ritter yeah. of uh, of. Uh, uh, Gravity Falls, amongst other oh great uh, pictures. It's a fantastic podcast. It's it's incredible. You put together the escape rooms yourself. Sometimes you get listener rooms in as well. Mm-hmm. It's a, a check it out. It's uh, you know again, it seems silly to say it. Yeah, it's far it, bigger than our podcast. All thirty of the people that listen to this podcast go and no, listen to that one. Check and it out. It's really if fun. anyone like me is not a true crime person, we also make a fake crime podcast called Solve This Murder, yeah. which is we write and solve whodunit mysteries mm. together. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, exactly. To see uh, uh, someone pretend to be Poirot and work out a murder mystery in real time, it's genuinely excruciating as well. <laughs> because turns out when an author isn't telling the detective exactly where to go and what clues to pay attention to, <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> and I can I can attest, I'm not uh, a very intelligent person who does like lots of puzzles, room, and I love listening to the pod. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, and it can be reached on uh, pretty much all everywhere, the all the podcast yeah. apps, just Check it like out. this podcast, Block mm-hmm. Blunders, uh, which you can uh, find us on all the pod on all the podcast apps uh, and give please rate us five stars and leave a good review and you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at at blockblunders or you can email us at blockblunderspod at gmail.com Now there's only one thing left to say Danny and uh, as a fan of the pod you'll know exactly what it is. We say it at the end of every one. Uh, you're testing Three, me to see if two, I'm bluffing. One. That's, That's a, a movie. movie! Oh my yeah. god! That is a movie! <laughs>